This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Hello there, listeners. My name's Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Men Group. And if you're a frequent listener, you know that I can't do this alone. I do it with two of my closest friends. Both of them are sitting on my lap right now. Devin Welsh and John Biedren. Hi. Hey, hey. Hi. 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 Uh, I did I hope- walk in on you doing the show alone one time. It was really weird. Yeah, and that one is uh, will not be posted. Nobody will ever <laughs> hear that one. It is in my private... Under lock and key. Yeah, my private... Actually, in, in lock and key, there's a, a root cellar that I keep some old <laughs> episodes in uh, on the reel to reel, so to speak. All right, so it's been a one hell of a week. In terms of news, I know Devin was up all night uh, hitting the stacks, reading the newspapers, periodicals, yeah. just I'm scouring, scouring yeah, for information. For yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's been a, definitely a rough night, but yeah, we've got some really we've good stories. Been, yeah, we've sort of been pushing it on Devin because um, Mark and I, or excuse me, Ron and I both were diagnosed with a newsprint allergy. Yeah. Um, yeah so we just can't do it it has to be Devin. yeah, yeah. i haven't textiles. seen any any documentation of that but i trust them that they have that disease and uh <laughs> so right. it's been really hard for me but i understand yeah it's mm-hmm. weird because Thank, the yeah. the uh, even my doctor's note that i got is printed on newspaper so i can't even get that so sorry dev but i know it's you requested the same situation for me too i know yeah it's yeah you, oh you too i wish yeah. i could yeah yeah, so that's that's difficult for us, and I know that uh, Devin's just been. By the way, Devin, we don't have anything in our budget for overnight uh, work. <laughs> the budget only exists for daylight. Yeah, that's that's okay. I I, I understand. Okay, well, uh, this is a podcast where we just uh, read the news, the most important news stories that you could ever possible Devin could ever possibly come across, and uh, we like to root it in historical we like to you know put forward a historical event to kind of ground ourselves to to whatever let's just get right into it here it is <laughs> this week in history. history nicely done may 25th 1961 president john f kennedy challenges the united states to aim high in its cold war space race with the soviet union i believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out, of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the Earth. More than eight years later, America reaches the moon when Apollo 11's Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin set foot on the lunar surface. Wow. Right. Good for them. Good for them. They uh, but, classic uh, moment in history. JFK yeah. wasn't around to see it. Um, you know, he yeah, seems like happened. he was really gung-ho about the Cold War and the space race, and then some, he, you know, events yeah, conspired something. to, you know... Hmm. make him feel a little uneasy and then uh, somebody popped him so <laughs> yeah he he had yeah, a, he had a case of the nerves he had a case of the nerves yeah. that day and a headache a uh, bit of a headache 
after his visit to Dallas. But yeah, so the so those they threw those boys up on the moon to some good yeah. old boys from Ohio. Uh, who knows where Buzz Aldrin's from? Probably Ohio. Every uh, Listen, if you're going to be researching astronauts, tons of them are from Ohio. I don't know how that happened. John Glenn, Ohio. Uh, Armstrong, Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I got to say here, we have this AP News uh, feed that just it's like an IV drip into our into our weird news brains. I'm starting to feel like we're getting the same stories every week here. I don't know if yeah. you guys yeah. are noticing that too. Absolutely. It's starting to feel like a confining box, you know, like we're uh, it's like we're oh, trapped by history. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's today. It's this week in history. And then every time it's either JFK or the Pope or, or um, Edison, Edison, yeah. the Hindenburg, um, the moon, yeah. the moon, uh, yeah, Amelia it's Earhart, all the same. FDR. Yeah. Uh, the spirit of St. Louis, FDR. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? It, there's truly, there's only about eighteen things that have happened in American history, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we, I guess we could. We've been over all of them. Yeah, we've yeah we've kind of gotten to the end of history, but I don't want to. Uh, it, it's like a segment that we really need and like, so we're going to keep on doing it. But I'm just telling you that. These are the same stories over and over again. JFK you wants some guys on the moon. That. Okay, he got it. He got it done, but he wasn't around. Wow, cool. The moon. What are they going to do up there? It's wow. also funny that they they give him the credit. Yeah. JFK, okay. like JFK challenged it, and then it happened. Like Those things are directly connected. Yeah. He didn't have anything to do with it. The guy was gone. Yeah. The guy got shot in the head like years <laughs> before this happened. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then years later, they got there. And it wasn't like Neil Armstrong was like, did I just hear a challenge? Like, go to the moon challenge on TikTok or something like that. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, yeah. Hey, Buzz, let's go, buddy. Yeah. Although it is true that um, 96% of Americans, there was a study done that year, um, were afraid of the moon. And so they had to be kind of like challenged to go there because right. otherwise they would have just stayed away. They were they were scaredy. Moon they thought fear. it was made of yep. cheese. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, Until the true. very moment that yeah. his foot stepped down on the on the surface, they were unsure whether it was made of cheese. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's July July twenty sixth, nineteen sixty nine. I don't know if that's the correct date, but let's just pretend it is. There were families sitting around uh the T V and mm-hmm. they knew they were the dad was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's cheese. The kids are like, I don't think it's cheese, it's moon rocks yeah. and like all this stuff. Then he pulls out a golf club for some reason, and there's there's like a car up there. It's they're like, waiting with bated breath. They hear the first words, and they're like, "Okay, he's doing his speech. Okay, he's gonna say if it's cheese now or not." Yeah, yeah. Cheese. And dairy dairy futures were like collapsing because of you know the thought that <laughs> yeah. okay, if this thing is made of cheese, like we're screwed. The market is gonna get flooded. Yeah, yeah, and so there was the the economy was really like on a precipice. And then they yeah. found out, no, it's not made of cheese. And then all of the dairy farmers breathed a sigh of relief. The futures spiked that day. I mean, you could have made a mint in the yeah. dairy market. There, there was a, uh, a freedom of savvy. freedom a FOIA request, the Freedom of Information Act, uh, for some of the internal documents and uh, uh, recordings of JFK, you know, setting up this idea of going to the moon, and and even he, he was, uh, I think it's it's probably made of cheese. I think it's all cheese up there, Robert. I don't think we should go. 
I just want Limburger or Stilton or one of those cheeses. It's it, it could be an old shop cheddar. But then an advisor um, convinced him that yes, it is cheese, but we should go because it's cheese. Because if we can get there first, this is like a resource <laughs> we could yeah, feed America for decades with this. Yeah, and we that's must where, go not because it is easy, but because it is made of cheese. And that's where uh, government cheese, that whole thing started because they brought back a bunch of really good cheddar, American cheddar, it's called. Um, yep, they stuck a flag in the cheese moon and... Uh, well, part of the yeah. moon was made of cheese, but not m- most of it wasn't. It was thing. just a little pocket area right. that was made of cheese. Yeah. Yeah, the the sea of the cheese of tranquility, I think it's called. Um, yeah. Very important to know about the moon. It is considered a planet. Uh, it's always there, no matter what. <laughs> it's up in the sky. It's never leaving. Even when you're not looking, it's there looking at you. Um, mm. We've sent something like who knows 16 dudes up there um, a few cars i think a few cars yeah well there is a dealership up there but they're, they they yeah. uh <laughs> they they've all come back uh, a bit shorter uh a bit weary of uh flying because they've gone to mm-hmm. the moon and <laughs> all i'm trying to say is i'm not sure if we can trust a man who goes to outer space and comes back to tell us about it the truth that's that's weird that's that's something let's let's yeah. stay grounded of, let's shun yeah. them a couple of the astronauts have also been muttering about you know oh this isn't the right like i'm in a different universe like this isn't you people are all slightly different since i left and came back yeah and that's just like, crazy you know, my talk. family's imposters yeah it's but a, yeah it's these guys are just hysterical they're it's, not it's well. very weird they're not well yeah um <laughs> But I think that what we need to know here, let's just wrap that we need to like synthesize this for our listeners. Mm, um, right. JFK, his middle name was Fitzgerald. That's I think that was the biggest question That's that we perfect. got. That's the uh, big takeaway. And a lot of astronauts are from Ohio. The right brother <laughs> right lovers were also from Ohio. Um, and it is kind of weird that they invented the plane in like 1902 and then by 1969 they were on the moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. And yet we can't like, we can't do shit nowadays. Like there's, the the road is covered in potholes where I live. Mm-hmm. And uh, back in the day we were sending, send the old boys to the moon. So well, to be fair, I mean, Ron, hold on. To okay. be fair, the, the moon is also covered in potholes. Yeah. Good. Good point. That's where yeah. we got them. Yeah. Oh, that's where we got the idea them for them. God, <laughs> you guys are smarter than you look. Um, this is, uh, yeah, this is important history. So please uh, open up your ears to important history and celebrate it with your family later tonight. Uh, thanks, JFK, for everything you've done. And uh, yeah, and thanks for dying for the moon. For the moon, yeah. And um, uh Stanley Kubrick, you're the best. Okay, let's go in to what's in the news. All right, gang, we have some important environmental news. Uh, you know, and I, 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 you could say it puts the mental in environmental headline. Largest iceberg afloat could drift through ocean for years. So, wow. 
Yeah, Devin is floored by this. Um, <laughs> let's 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 define. Let's set the definitions here. Iceberg. That is a giant piece of. It's an ice mountain. Okay. Imagine an ice cube, but it's much bigger. Yes, exactly. An ice cube that could definitely not fit in your freezer. Uh, so here we are. A vast iceberg that broke off Antarctica earlier this month could drift through the ocean for several years before it breaks up and melts away, a scientist from the European Space Agency said on Friday. Whoa. They have one of those too? I thought it was just us. Yeah. To the moon. I know. I've and never also, heard of what, that before. What's the, this is not their business, That's icebergs. Weird. I know, it's the ocean. Okay. Uh, the iceberg, dubbed A76. That's kind of a funny name for it. I, I honestly would have uh, preferred like Nathan or something like that, but whatever. Mm. Uh is more than 40 times the size of Paris or about 73 times as big as Manhattan. They okay, picked so the two big. most like romantic uh, yeah. capitals, no. you know, in the, in the romantic <laughs> imagination. It's like, can you have yeah. as much romance? Can you have 40 times the romance uh, that yeah. you'd have in Paris on this iceberg? These kissing well, it cities. Seems like the a76 is going to become the destination wedding spot oh, of the next several years. That's um, good. People fall in love with the iceberg and, and get married there. Well, the, I guess what we have to realize here, I think what they're trying to tell us, if we read be between the lines, which we can do, uh, is that this iceberg is going to melt and it's going to turn into water, right? And I don't know how you guys feel about water, but I love drinking water. I'm actually drinking a glass right now. No way. Okay. Oh, Dev, you're drinking a glass of water too. That's yeah. funny. Okay. So let's uh, let's let's talk to the uh, senior scientist at the space agency. What's his name? Oh, his name's Mark Drinkwater. Um, he said that the while the icebergs regularly calve, calve, calve from Antarctic, that just must mean like they fall off or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, from Antarctic ice shelves. The region where A76 broke off and had and had seen relatively little change in recent decades. It's become a poster child, obviously. So it's a kid. I didn't know that. Uh, it's become a poster a child, iceberg. obviously, and there'll be a lot of attention on it, he said, of the 4,320 square kilometer, 1,668 square mile floating island of ice. I don't know it's, if it's that obvious. It's but. become a bit of a teen idol in a way, uh, a poster <laughs> child. Uh, you know, it's something yeah. that the the young people on TikTok are getting really excited about. Yeah, they're clamoring. A seventy six more A seventy six content and memes. Yep. So A seventy six will eventually escape from the Weddell Sea around Antarctica. If you're looking at your globe, I'm sure you're staring at the Weddell Sea right now, uh, and it's going to drift into the South Atlantic. Hey, but that journey could take years, Drinkwater said. So this guy is um, called Drinkwater. We can't really ignore that. Like I he, know. It's really messing he, with me. He seems to have certain interests that are a little indirect <laughs> from water. this, but they're a little yeah. downstream from the uh, <laughs> iceberg. <laughs> and that exactly, is the water yeah. that he wants you to drink. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that the like next sentence is going to be like about... Uh, Mark Drinkwater with a giant pickaxe on top of uh, many other icebergs. Like he's like, yeah, this one's pretty big, and then taking big slices <laughs> yeah. at them as they fall into the ocean. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's carving them out. He's calving them. Himself. Calving, yeah. Um, so we've Drinkwater goes on to say we've seen icebergs that can last up to eighteen years 
that have been tracked around Antarctica if they remain in relatively cold waters, he said. But it's likely that once this thing gets ejected from the Weddell Sea out into the South Atlantic, it'll disintegrate fairly quickly. So I guess that just means that the water is probably warmer. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm figuring out. As Most I, likely. Yeah. So I guess it's going to cool off the ocean. You know? Yeah. It's like that popping could... a couple ice cubes in your lemonade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll, it'll be good for it. The fish will cool down a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a hot summer, so it's hey, nice that... Chill There's out. like a little bit of, a little bit, you know, it's bigger yeah, than a little four bit of, times the size of Paris. But a little it's bit gonna, of relief. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, the continent that everybody thinks as a benign, frozen part of the world that never changes is actually very dynamic, he said. Defensive. Um, it's melting. <laughs> yeah, it's moving. Well, and he's also it's trying to the prove that, melting. that this, the thing that he's spent his life doing is worth paying attention to. <laughs> right. It's actually very interesting. It's actually it's not fascinating. It's a heap of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Drinkwater actually just had the laziest guidance counselor, and they were just going through the, <laughs> the through the names of like people they needed to see that day. They're like, uh, Drinkwater. Uh, yeah, you should be a uh, water scientist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And then he yeah. went on to study at a school for 19 years, and now he's concerned about um, big, big, big icebergs. So. Um, Antarctic ice shelves regularly use, lo, excuse me, lose large chunks of the sea even as fresh ice forms inland, a process that drink water compared to a bank account that's continually being paid and withdrawn from. That seems to be something that you don't usually talk about. Uh, the ice bank? I, bank accounts in a in an ice water <laughs> mansion thing. That's a uh, yeah. Lightfoot uh, thing. This but, name, by the way, is I feel like I'm in like one of those movies from like the early 2000s where someone's like in a coma or in a fugue state, and there's like messages from the real world like filtering into their consciousness. I yeah, know, yeah. That's what I mean. Imagining that I'm in some kind of dehydrated coma, mm -hmm. and every time you feel like drink water, drink water. Yeah, drink yeah. Water. Like, someone's trying like to a get team him. Of, like, like nurses, okay, and like we need yeah, to get him like, to drink some water. We need to get we need yeah. to get some water in him. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, this is an operation where they're they're talking about drinking water. There's some sort of uh, clues to like spies reading this that are like, ah, okay, <laughs> like it's a bank account. Okay, if I read right, further, yes, the Weddell Sea, yes, yeah, Weddell yeah, Sea bank extend, account. Extending the bank account metaphor, can you read this last paragraph? Yeah, parts of uh, parts of Antarctica are in arrears. That means debt. And that's largely a consequence of increase in temperature or large calving events that have removed ice and destabilized the ice shelves themselves, he said. Climate is responsible for these changes. And over the longer term, of course, it will have wide-ranging impacts in different locations around Antarctica. So, Large calving events, by the way, is squats. <laughs> yeah, but these large calving events are supported by certain Calvinists, and um, oh. we we are against these people firmly. Yeah, we have said before on the bottom. We will re reiterate our position on Calvinists, which is that we are one. We are diametrically opposed yes. to Calvinist <laughs> thought and action. Yes, and um, Seventh Day Adventists, you're on watch too. 
Um, <laughs> so that's something to that we need to pay attention to is the climate is changing. We do know that. That's real. Um, yeah. And we, we've got these ice ice cubes falling into the ocean. They're massive. They call them icebergs. They're, they're romantic. Uh, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. What it might take is the is the iceberg to drift past Manhattan, you know, because mm. it mentions Manhattan yeah. here. I think if everyone could right. see the iceberg for themselves and say, wow, you know, that's huge. 73 times the size of this city. Yeah. With this rock I'm standing on. Yeah. And then you, 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 bring, you bring your binoculars out and you look and there's Mark Drinkwater on top of that thing waving with his pickaxe. <laughs> Calving like a maniac. Calving. Calving like crazy, yeah. Because he needs... His capri pants. Your bank account. Uh, Although yeah. if I was on Manhattan and I saw an iceberg that size drift by, I'd be like, I don't know, man, this climate change stuff. It seems like there's plenty of ice. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. People will be around. like, oh, there's plenty of ice to go around. We don't need to worry. There'll be like a cool wind coming off of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Going past. And you'll be like, oh, nice. Like, a little frosty. <laughs> yeah. There's like lots of condensation on like all the skyscraper windows and stuff because of all the cool air. Yeah, that'd maybe be, you could. nice, actually. You could get some like kind of uh, sort of pop-up communities going on the iceberg. If it can get close mm-hmm. enough where people can boat out to it and just hike up yeah. it yeah um here's an idea the, uh, yeah. the opposite of it'll be the east coast burning man but it won't yeah. be burning it'll be yeah it'll be cold. frozen man idea. yeah frozen, <laughs> frozen man, man. <laughs> and, and and i, I can was, like send out my rsvps this summer i was I'm getting married on the on the ice flow <laughs> at frozen man it's the destination wedding i just nice. think it's really romantic it is it i is. also think that maybe an idea could be now stick with me on this one we build like a giant boat okay it's unsinkable there's no way this boat could ever sink okay okay cool and we with you we take it off from manhattan because it's going to be right there you know and and uh i i i have a buddy of mine an old canadian friend his uh name's james uh james cameron whatever but uh we could (laughs) do this big boat i haven't come up with the name yet but we'll um take the boat and we'll go drive it out to the iceberg and you know, uh-huh. like go around it probably, and just just circle yeah. it for a bit. Narrowly avoid it. Probably can't go through it. No, yeah, no, no, no. It. wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't would definitely not want to do that. And uh, yeah, there'll be tons of women and children on the boat, and uh, we'll have mm-hmm. a few. We probably won't need that many life um, boats. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, life preservers no. and life boats it because it'll be no. as you said, it's impossible for it to sink. Yeah, it's not. But it's just not going to sink. If something does <laughs> happen, a, though. We can rearrange the deck chairs, and I think that that'll okay. probably solve the problem. So All right. Probably, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Looks like we've got our uh, summer plans set. We're going to be doing a little cruise out to yeah. a uh, uh, iceberg, ice flow. You know, worst comes want. to worst, I mean, the boat's going to be probably made of, like, metal, right? So It'll like, be made of yeah. cheese. Even if we hit the thing. Yeah, it's going to oh, be cheese. made of okay. cheese. Uh, so yeah, let's let's keep an eye on that. Let's uh, just just know that icebergs are calving, Calvin. Uh, and um, thanks, Mr. Mark Drinkwater. You're my favorite scientist. All right, Dev, uh, let's go over to our um, canine news desk that you've uh, 
I'm actually um, going to veto this one and pass it over to John. Sorry, yeah, um, I'm over at the K9 News Desk right Oh, I'm now. sorry, John. Um, uh, Ron, Devin. I think you need to put your glasses on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't have my glasses on. Uh, John, uh, what's going on over at the K9 News Desk? Well, you know, today we have a really exciting story out of Richmond, Virginia. And uh, the headline is legalization of marijuana forcing canine unit dogs into early retirement. All right, I'll bite. John, what is marijuana? Okay, so it's plant, okay? And it comes from the earth, okay? Okay. And it makes you feel good. And it's in the Bible, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a plant. Yeah, it was made by God. Illegal. Okay. It's not a crime. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, (coughs) Thank you. And so people are finally, you know, getting wise, and in the D.C. area, they're legalizing it. Of course, there's a bunch of dogs which have been trained to hate this plant. Hmm. They smell it, and they go crazy with rage, and they <laughs> want to discipline people. Yep. Um, but now that it's being... And you can't untrain a dog. That's a classic, you know, yeah. idea. That's, yeah. Once a dog learns a trick, it always knows it. Mm-hmm. In Richmond, the only solution to these angry, angry, spiteful dogs is to retire them. Uh Local law enforcement agencies in the Commonwealth are taking a hit due to the legalization of marijuana, <laughs> especially in their canine departments. <laughs> so they're making the dogs oh, smoke no. weed to try it out and be like, it's not that bad. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're, they're feeding the dogs pot brownies and uh, they're quote unquote <laughs> no, retiring them Don't through this that. method. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat that brownie. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Law enforcement agencies tell Fox 5 they have anticipated changes with the decriminalization of marijuana back in 2020. They're finally just now getting around to it. Yep. Because they've been... It's been a busy year. ...stoned. Yeah, they've been... Yeah, they've they've been a little lethargic. (laughs) So you're telling... (laughs) They've been putting some stuff off. Yeah, so they're going to have to retire these dogs. It seems as though, like... They're going to have to, they, these dogs had jobs, right? And they, they were important and they, they wanted to sniff out the drugs that people are doing. But now yeah. they're going to be retired. What are they going to do? Play fetch or like go for a walk or go to the dog park? That sounds terrible. And that yeah. doesn't pay either. These dogs have families no. <laughs> to feed. I know. And there was uh, a deal with the Richmond Area Police Union to, to not include canine units in their pension fund. Oh, so these terrible. dogs have no... No, nothing to turn to. So, yeah. Now, of course, there's some new dogs in the in the force who do not have the discrimination training for marijuana. Mm. For example, Second Lieutenant Ari Morin mm-hmm. has a dual-purpose canine trained in patrol and narcotics named Tango. I know Tango. My partner is not currently trained on marijuana, so the odor means absolutely nothing. He doesn't realize how powerful and essential the plant is to mm-hmm. people's health and well-being. Yeah. If he runs across a car and alerts on it, I know he is not alerting on marijuana. There is something else in the car that is not legal to possess. <laughs> be uh, funny to be driving so, yeah. through a checkpoint or something, and then the dog starts barking, and you're like, oh, my God. And then the <laughs> police officer searches the car, and then they find it's like, oh, it's just a half pound of marijuana. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you got me. <laughs> yeah, right. Just yeah. headed oh, over sorry. to my this friend's an old house. old dog, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, sorry, man, really didn't mean to inconvenience you. The dog is still, he thinks, he doesn't know that we've legalized marijuana. We can't, we can't teach him that. So anyway, have a good smoke right. and have a great day. Yeah, Tang- yeah. Tango hasn't read uh, Richmond Legislative Quarterly or whatever, where they know about all the laws and stuff like that that's right. going around. <laughs> the legal journal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, the Fairfax County Police Department have 10 pot-sniffing narcotic dogs, which is a legal term 
Uh, when they retire, they will be replaced with canines like Tango, not exposed to marijuana. Hmm. It's going to be green behind the ears, but yeah. not green in front of the nose. Right. So my dog could not be hired for that position. But, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also trained my dog to sniff out marijuana, and it, it's... Uh, it's it sucks because we have it always uh, around, so it's it's always on guard. Alerting. It's putting yeah. me up against the wall. I, I I've had to hide. <laughs> I've had to hide the uh, uh, the handcuffs because I've been cuffed too much by my own dog inside my own house, and it's starting to hurt my wrists. Yeah, <laughs> using its nose to like spread your legs into like the. Excuse me, John. The wall stands. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. So these. Um, what are they, I? I don't get. Where I are like these? that this this story has one of those weird verbs like the last one did, like calving ice. Mm-hmm. The dog alerts. It alerts on mar- marijuana. It's alerting right. on marijuana. It, like, so what is using some weird verb? What does Morin say here? Can you read the this next quote from Ari Morin? Oh yeah. Uh, With the decriminalization and the law the way it was written, the odor of marijuana was no longer probable cause to search a vehicle based upon a drug sniff by a trained narcotics dog. Our canines also help track and apprehend criminal suspects, clear buildings that have been burglarized, and search for discarded items. Marijuana. Which used to include roaches... uh, Yeah, yeah. The tiniest... And little one-hitter pipes. Scraped together. Yeah. Little yeah. half grand. You're bags. low on stuff. These dogs are really good at finding stuff like in the carpet and like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in the tray, finding stuff that still has life to it. Alluding yeah, it's pretty you to incredible a pipe that, that has a bit of resin. Yeah, right. exactly. This <laughs> dog, you know, that out. Tango and, and and his ilk can find a uh, you know just a tiny, tiny little piece of uh, cannabis somewhere, like you said, in your carpet or in your your right. pipe or wherever it may be. And then the cool thing about that is. If it was yours, you get to spend, you know, upwards of eight years in prison uh, for that. And that's that's <laughs> right. kind of a whole industry in itself that we're not even thinking about. Um, you know, it's a moneymaker, baby. So uh, you you these dogs are they're more than eager to uh, throw you away. Yeah. So it's good um, that but they're for now the agency. Yeah, exactly. These mm-hmm. dogs are, like I said, driven insane with rage whenever they smell marijuana. They mm-hmm. want to discipline whoever is the culprit. Mm hmm. Uh, but for now, the agency is still finding use for its 10 canines that are trained to detect marijuana. They will strictly focus on patrol functions and won't be called to do drug sniffs on the street. Mm. So they're going to put little, like, you know how, like, uh, kestrel trainers, like eagles and falcons and oh, stuff, yeah. they have that mm-hmm. little hood oh, yeah. to yeah. put on the bird? They're I'm wearing one right snow. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why you couldn't see me over here right. at the canine desk. Yep. What's just going to happen is the five dogs that are not trained in marijuana are going to be pulling a lot of work for Fairfax County as well as surrounding jurisdictions. Wow. So oh, actually, so they're going to be sending them out. <laughs> they're essentially like eliminating, they're cost cutting and they're yep. overworking the remaining dogs, saving yep. money mm-hmm. for the police budget. Despicable. Mm-hmm. Here's an idea. Yeah. Just give, give them a ball. Just give the dogs a ball and let them have fun with the ball. I think that's, that's what the dog probably wants to do. It has no interest in like being a bureaucrat in, involved in like the 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 drug trade. It's just like give me a ball and a treat. Yeah. That's all I want. I really, just want to go outside. Yeah, just let me outside. So we've got a lot of uh, kind of uh, add-ons to this story. A lot of local, um, you know, input from different police departments. 
Yeah, we have uh, Fox 5 actually checked in with the other police departments in Northern Virginia to mm-hmm. find out their impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all sort of had pretty chatty, like, uh, PR people. <laughs> and the Alexandria Police Department, APD, uh, have eight canine and handler teams, with one of the eight being certified narcotics. Three are in the process of obtaining their certification, so... Hmm. They're not going to be able to graduate from that program that is getting shut down. Yeah. And they will not be getting their tuition back. Nope. No. Um, and the dog that is trained on marijuana will just be used for uh, prison. Our dogs are trained on powder cocaine, crack cocaine, heroin, PCP, and MDMA. Hmm. Wow. So they so will be used in the narcotics. So they train the dogs by putting them on powder cocaine, crack cocaine, heroin, PCP, <laughs> and MDMA. All I think they time. should yeah. just be they should be training them on marijuana because it's just much healthier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's a lot less Good addictive, point. a lot less habit forming. Good point. Um I mean all these dogs look they you know, they come into work late every day. They're like kind of grouchy. Mm-hmm. They have sunglasses on in the AM because it's too bright for them. Yep. And yeah. they're just like up to no good, you know? They're sort of like, you can't trust them totally. Mm-hmm. And they're also really concerned with trusting you. So they yeah. want to like see you do some of the powdered cocaine mm-hmm. like in front of them so they know that you're also complicit. Yeah, it's just a pain in the butt. Um, yeah. Arlington, um, County Arlington County Police County, Department. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no plans to retire current canines related to legislative changes. So they're going to keep the dogs. Dumb Prince idea. William County Police. We have 14 canines here. Holy shit. Most of which are trained in patrol operations. Drug detection is an ancillary training, and only a few of our dogs have, and they can detect more than just marijuana. Again, they're on other... They've moved on to other substances. Yeah. yeah. Marijuana training is sort of like the first the gateway training, training that a dog will go through. It's sort of the gateway yeah, training, exactly. right? To right. The further right. narcotics yeah. specialization. Um, yeah, they, and they, in Luden County... Go on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. In Loudoun County, canines will not be utilized for marijuana detection unless used within frameworks allowed by Virginia Code. Future training of our canines will not include marijuana detection. The legalization of marijuana is set for July 1st, 2021. Hmm. Wonderful. Well. So, you know, the times, they are a-changing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, for, sometimes that's not a good thing. Uh, or not for everyone. Yeah. Not for yeah, dogs. Exactly. Not for dogs uh, that have lived have become accustomed to a certain way of life and um you know (laughs) i yeah i heard that of our progressive society to leave some behind that's true yeah i heard given like 30 30 percent of their lives to the force and they're just getting dropped like a cold potato Mm -hmm. yeah and tango uh who is i i guess retiring i heard i i just got a text message i was like hey tango like what are you going to be doing in the uh in retirement tango's starting a jam band uh, which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> interesting, like it's one of those things, you know, where you're like, in, you're you're you start to realize like what you've been doing, and you're like, ah, I don't know if this is the right thing to do as a dog. And like, yeah. uh, I I think that I want to kind of, you know, give back to the community that I took so much from, and that was uh, pie heads and uh, cannabis the gift users. That keeps on giving jam jam based music. Yeah, and yeah. we all know Tango's a great bassist. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Tango will be playing some 45-minute songs for you at the Northern Virginia Amphitheater, uh, July 2nd, 2021. <laughs> and um, you will be able to get your tickets and see Tango and Friends. It's going to be yeah. a 18-piece uh, canine band. Uh, they are ready to play for the rest of the night. 
It's the sound of Tango playing bass, and then it's 17 other dogs just barking for 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, because there's so much marijuana in the audience. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens. So, yeah, we, let's, uh, you know, we love our furry friends. This is a very pro-dog mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't think we should be uh, training these dogs to do such uh, such things, but uh, thanks, John, for keeping an eye on that over at the uh, canine uh, desk, the canine cr- crime desk. Yeah, as we say, it's nice being over here. It's a smaller desk. Um, it's actually not really a desk. It's kind of just like a uh, a pillow that's on the ground. Yeah, um, with a lot much, of hair on it. But much of a desk. But I've actually got another story from the toilet desk, uh, which oh, is whoa, a desk nice. with a toilet that you sit yep. down on. I'm actually using that toilet right now as we speak. <laughs> and, Very expensive. Uh, it's fitting. Because the story that I have here today is coming from Japan. Bullet train pilot leaves cockpit for toilet dash. A Japanese train driver Mm. faces possible punishment after he left the cockpit Uh of a speeding bullet train for several minutes to go to the toilet. You cannot. So you know he was doing number two. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. That's that's a loaded. When they say several minutes, that's like we know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We know what he was doing. Yeah. And also number one, he could have peed his pants. But number and been fine. But number two, you don't want to do that in your pants while you're driving. You you don't want to soil the cockpit. No. No. Hell no. Rule number Um, one: don't soil the cockpit. He had asked a conductor who did not have a driver's license to man the train, which was traveling at 150 kilometers an hour. That's 93 miles per hour for our American listeners, according to local media. Um, so Is the first implication off, that a driver's license gets you inside the cockpit of a bullet train? Yeah, driver's well, license. He, whatever, maybe they should have every conductor have a driver's license. Just solve the issue. Have a backup in case somebody yeah. needs to go number <laughs> right. two in the middle of the <laughs> trip, go. which is, is going right. to happen. Yeah. There we it's go. At some point, yeah. Yeah. This so is the in first my time, view, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say this is the first time that a uh, a driver of a train in Japan has ever had to go to the bathroom while the train is driving, and they just <laughs> right. had no idea what to do. No, but yeah. in reality, this is the tip of the iceberg. This he is not alone. There are many <laughs> others. Okay. Um, the Hikari yeah. six thirty three was carrying one hundred and sixty passengers at the time. The incident reportedly did not affect the journey. Okay. But mm-hmm. the railway company has reported it to authorities and apologized. Um, yeah. Okay, so 160 passengers, is it worth it? To me, I think the sacredness of needing to take a shit mm-hmm. um, is worth it. I think, you know, you yeah. make a calculated risk. The conductor yeah. can probably handle it. Yeah. And there's 160 people on. Worst case scenario, what? All of them die. Um, yeah, 162 peep souls are lost. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty bad, but I mean, if you're pursuing, you know, life's necessities, mm-hmm. um, you know, how many souls on the bullet train would you? Where's the cutoff? Okay, so like a thousand people that you're responsible for. Oh my god, I don't think would there's you, a cap. Like you really, there's no I cap. Okay, I don't think there's an upward number. I think even if all of humanity was on that train, <laughs> he still has the right. <laughs> to take a shit. Okay. Yeah, I, Fair. I, I, I like agree. your reasoning. I like that you're standing on this principle. This is very like virtuous of you. The Central Japan Railway Company, JR Central, said the incident took place on Sunday morning while the train was traveling in the central Shizuoka prefecture. So he had a morning okay. coffee. Yeah. He mm-hmm. yeah. you know, had a little blah blah blah. Thirty six year old driver it's who has not been named 
not been named, we don't want to shame him, had suffered a stomach ache and needed to use the toilet urgently. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I understand this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sunday morning, too. I mean, that's like, that's the big one of the week. I'm there right now, to be honest. Well, I'm on the the toilet toilet desk. desk. I know. Um, And I'm waiting. You're not on the toilet desk. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, He called a conductor into the cockpit to man the controls and then left for about three minutes, pretty quick, to use the lavatory in a passenger cabin, J.R. Central said. So it just came out. Mm -hmm. The company's rules state that if drivers feel unwell, they must contact their transport command center. They are also allowed to ask a conductor to take over the controls, but only if the conductor has a driver's license. So... Just make that a requirement yeah, yeah. of the of the job. Make that a rule. Yep, that's right. You that's need right. backup. The, you know the driver and the conductor now face possible disciplinary actions at JR Central. They should oh, be promoted, shit. I think. Shit. Um, yeah, absolutely. Senior official Masahiro Hayatsu told reporters it was an extremely inappropriate act. We apologize. <laughs> okay, well, it's a pretty natural act. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, it's something everyone does. I don't know what the culture in Japan is around going number two, but... They consider you know, it like extremely... inappropriate is a little bit of a stretch. Extremely dishonorable to take a break <laughs> from the controls to take a shit. And I just... I think that maybe that's like a, a West versus East thing. I don't know. Or maybe it's just maybe. me. You can't just... The last the major incident... Over? Yeah, maybe he could have just hit the brakes. Um, The last major incident (laughs) happened in 2005 when a train derailed in the western city of Amagasaki, killing 107 people. Oh, God. I think that's a train accident, though. That's not somebody having to use the bathroom. They're trying to basically insinuate. But not a toilet one, yeah. Yeah, they're insinuating that, like, oh, this could happen if you, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like it derailed. The conductor's got it. It's on the tracks. What Everything's fine. What is the alternative fine. here? The guy, the guy shits himself is what they wanted to happen. Yeah, he yes. want, they want him to wear a diaper for his whole shift. <laughs> and I think that that's inappropriate. I agree. It's a little... Yeah, uh, I yeah. think yeah, that is more inappropriate than him taking a, a, yeah. a three-minute break. Much more dishonorable. The Shinkansen, which is Japan's bullet train rail network, has never had an accident in its 57-year history. Are they referring to a train accident or a poo-poo in the pants accident? (laughs) Yeah, poo-poo accident. Yeah, this is all this is is all mixed up. Kind of like his, it's all tied up like his uh, intestines before he had to leave the cockpit. And you know that catch twenty-two. I can just tell he's like. He goes to the mm-hmm. to the to the co-pilot or whatever. He's like, "Do you have your driver's license?" And the guy's like, "No." He's like, "Oh god, yeah, what am I going yeah. to do? What am I going to okay, do? <laughs> get in there! Don't tell Jr. Central, okay?" And it's yeah, like an snitched. accident. He's he's in a catch twenty-two because an accident is going to happen. You know, likely one way one or the way other, another. unless something gets done. He needs to get the conductor in there to take over the controls, or another type of accident is going to happen. Yeah. And he could get disciplined for that too. Yeah. Some yeah. train conductor there's, there's takes it. Uh oh. Yeah, he shits in his pants in the middle of his shift. Do you think his supervisor is going to think highly of him for that? No, 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 no. Yeah, On we've all. last we've... leg of your last journey, you did go boom, boom in the cockpit, and that is extremely <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah, and speaking and so we, of, what yeah. is that on your leg? Uh, that, so it's like we've all been on an airplane where, you know, you're up in the air, and then all of a sudden you see like the pilot walking down the, the thing, but you know that. We're, uh, like that's okay the pilot's right. just taking a dump and he's going to go back to the cockpit and probably land the plane um for some reason i imagine seeing the 
uh, pilot or a train engineer or train driver walk out on this bullet train in Japan is mm-hmm. not a good thing for the passengers. They probably did not like that at all. It's probably a little spooky. Yeah, that's probably who snitched. Like a, a a a passenger, you know, sent a tweet to JR Central, being like, "Yeah, this stinky pilot is trying to uh, uh, make a a dirty protest in this uh, in this train right now." Yeah. Well, you know, for listeners who are interested, I'm seeing that there is actually going to be a um, film adaptation of this story. Uh, hitting theaters, it looks like you know when the pandemic's over. Yeah, directed um, so it will by be Clint. Interested in catching up with that story. Directed yeah. by Clint Eastwood, actually, it's another yeah. kind of story of the yeah. underdog fighting against a bureaucracy that uh, wants to dehumanize and de- 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 degrade him. Mm-hmm. And folks, it's called the Taking of Pelham Number Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's turn John's microphone off. Let's uh, let's uh, go on to uh, you know take that bullet train out of Japan. I don't. I think Devin's kind of uh, you know given a prescription for this. Uh, let's get all of the people who are inside the cockpit on these speed bullet trains in Japan. Let's get them driver's licenses because sometimes you gotta take a dump and i think that that's uh the the moral of the story uh and um don't don't drink coffee on a sunday morning either i guess or something like that but um we need to spin the globe and go back to the united states of america because we have some some news uh about a uh, missing alligator <laughs> um yeah oh devin you might want to get off the toilet desk because an alligator may jump out yeah. at any moment. I've wiped yeah. and flushed, so it's, it's okay, all good. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, okay, so uh, we have a headline here, and it's uh, about a uh, an alligator at a private zoo in Wisconsin. Um, headline, very docile alligator missing from Wisconsin Zoo. Um, okay. Okay, so just, just personally speaking, when you start out a... Uh, description of a alligator is very docile. It probably means it wants to eat and kill you uh, immediately. Yeah, that's like one of those. Uh, this is like a reduced panic type of story. Um, You're overselling that, it to me. Yeah, the powers that be decided. Okay, we need to get something out that kind of you know allays people's fears here. Yeah, um, this, they this, don't know about the alligator. Would... We need to let them know about the alligator, but we right. need to make sure that they're not scared by that news. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this quote comes from the mayor of Jaws. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, a private zoo in Wisconsin said an alligator might be on the loose. Might be on the loose. That's the, the <laughs> it either accounting. is or it isn't. Do you know where it <laughs> yeah. is or not? The accounting <laughs> like of really their own animals to. is uh, no good here. Um, it might be on the loose in the area. Just whatever. It could be any area. After apparently. <laughs> escaping from his enclosure they're just totally hedging their bets they're just like it might be on loose in the area just generally yeah. around yeah just guess be, it escaped maybe. It's, it's docile <laughs> i don't believe anything these people say doc's <laughs> zoo at doc's harley davidson in bondul shawano county that's in uh wisconsin so this is a, a, a zoo at a harley davidson uh dealership what the hell they said an alligator named rex that's a good name for an alligator. Was discovered to yeah. be missing from his enclosure on Saturday. So Steve, he did escape. So we know he escaped. Yeah, so okay, we've solved that problem now. <laughs> Steve Doc Hopkins. 
probably not a doctor. Uh, the owner of the zoo said Rex has been at the facility for 35 years and is typically very docile <laughs> and unlikely okay. to pose a danger to the public. Yeah. Um, hmm. He doesn't Kevin's been going know. through this story with a red pen, just marking up all of these, yeah, these weasel is, words, as they're called. This is insane. Uh, he doesn't go hunt for his food. He's never had to do that. I don't even think he knows how, Hopkins told WLUK-TV. Um, the zoo said in a Facebook post that Rex has severe arthritis in his jaws, making it very difficult to open his mouth more than an inch. Oh, my God. Oh. What are they? Hmm. Yeah. What are, I feel bad I for this like alligator. This. He does yeah. seem very yeah. docile. He just wants out. He's like, I'm sick and tired of living at a Harley dealership. This is insane. It's so loud. I'm an alligator. <laughs> like, take me to, let me retire in Florida with, I've, I've got, um, my, my cousin Carl lives down there. He's got a great place. Uh, Rex is one of four alligators that live at the zoo. That's four too many. And Hopkins said that the animals at the zoo are typically exotic pets. <laughs> That were surre- surrendered by owners who can no longer care for them, and that that makes complete sense. You know, when you when you have a pet that you can't manage, you take it to a Harley Davidson dealership, and they'll take care mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> um, especially like an alligator or something like that. But yeah. uh, I, I, I'm just confused uh, as to why this alligator is living in. Wisconsin, Devin, I know you're in Wisconsin. I don't know if you've heard anything about this. If you've if, have you seen Rex? Do you have any this intel? This is the for first us? time hearing it, but uh, okay. he could be yeah. in the area. I'll keep a lookout for him. How alarmed do you feel? Mm-hmm. I feel not very alarmed based on the description of Rex. I feel like <laughs> he's probably pretty docile and um, does very not docile. typically T- pose typically does not pose a threat. danger to myself. Yeah, or my loved okay, ones. Well that, yeah, that's just a quick hit. I just wanted to throw that one in. Uh, the, this private uh, zoo. We've we've talked about private zoos before on on uh, Blue Men Group. So uh, I'm on the private zoo beat. I'm always you know looking into private zoos as part of my investigative series, Private Zoos America, that you will be hearing <laughs> uh, in the next year and a half. Um, but yeah, that's a just a little quick hitter. Um, just yeah. need everybody to know that that's happening. And keep an eye out. If you um, are in the Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin, and you see Rex, or maybe the bordering states, if you see Rex, please call uh, the Harley-Davidson store in Shawano County. That's right. All right. So that is uh, our What's in the News segment. Um, so everything all that you just heard is in the news. But now we have something that we need to talk about. It's the heist heist of the week. Wow. I love the heist of the week section. Which heists are we talking about this week? Headline, Mary, Queen of Scots, irreplaceable gold rosary stolen in one million pound castle raid. Uh, what year is this now for the for the listeners yeah i don't know for the listeners who are living in the year 2021 Mm -hmm. or in the eu or in america that's roughly 1.7 million u.s dollars wow the golden rosary held by mary queen of scots at her grisly 1587 execution has been stolen from arundel castle in england 
one of several irreplaceable artifacts police say was taken in a recent raid. Well, I mean, yeah, we know it's irreplaceable. How could we replace it? (laughs) Yeah, I don't have one of those. Do you have one on you? Not anymore. We're going to have to... We're going to have to try and find the culprit then. Mm. A golden Sussex, Sussex rosary. police issued a, a golden rosary. Presumably there's a little blood on it. When uh, She was holding it when she was beheaded mm-hmm. for being Catholic. Um, Sussex police issued a press release on Monday asking for help from the public after thieves made off with roughly $1.7 million worth of gold and silver items stolen from a display cabinet in the castle, the West Sussex seat of the Dukes of Norfolk, for more than 850 years. Wow. Um, It's an old castle. Police said the castle's burglar alarm went off at 10.30 p.m. local time on Friday, and that the police were on the scene within minutes. We're being burgled. Um, Somebody's burgling us. Not quickly enough. The burglar alarm was a giant bell that was being pulled by a humpback man. (laughs) (laughs) But they were not quick enough to prevent the thieves from smashing a display case and stealing several items of great historical significance, according to the police, including the gold rosary beads carried by Mary, Queen of Scots at her execution, and coronation cups gifted by the Queen to the Earl Marshal at the time, of course. Other gold and silver treasures were also taken, but police did not specify what the items mean. Huh. Hmm. Okay. okay. That's weird. So they're they're throwing out the, the gold rosary as, oh, if you've seen this gold rosary, and then it's like, well, some other things were taken, but we can't tell you what We can't tell you. We, we, it's like, yeah, we what were they? It's like, don't worry about don't it. Don't know. Just, just like get, that, get that gold rosary for us. We Yeah. Uh, the rosary is of little intrinsic value as metal, mm. but as piece of the Howard family history in the nation's heritage, it is irreplaceable. Again, excuse me, this beat really hard. The Howard family. Who the? Who is? Yeah. It? Who's uh, Howard? Ron Howard. Ron. Oh, okay. Ron. The Howard. Ron Howard right. Empire. Right, right. And the nation's also heritage the of Sussex. Yeah. Um, okay. The <laughs> uh, spokesperson for the trustees of Arundel Castle said that. While the stolen items have a, quote, significant monetary value, they have immeasurably greater and priceless historical importance. Historian Dan Snow at The History Guy described the stolen rosary as utterly priceless. Okay, they're really patting yeah, this out. We get it. Yeah. On Monday. They're, but, but they're like, Mary Queen of Scots. They're like, yeah. it's priceless. It's worth $1.7 million. It's free. You can't <laughs> replace it. It's so priceless. It's 1 million pounds. Like, it's basically As far as like metal goes, it's pretty unremarkable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> we need it. It's so, we need this. <laughs> I don't need uh, it. Mary, Queen of Scots, was executed at 44 on the order of her English cousin, Queen Elizabeth I, in a grisly beheading that took three axe blows to sever her head from her body. Ow. The two queens were rivals throughout their lives. Her, her, her uh, spine so, was made of uh, mahogany, I heard. It was yeah. very difficult so, to get through. Yeah. We think we know who it like took it door. Yeah. There's uh, just, this you know, seems to be a lead dropped in the article. Yeah. The two queens were rivals throughout their lives. So descendants of Queen Elizabeth I, who are they? That's uh, who I would round up first. Uh, yeah. If I was a constable in Sussex, I'd be going around to the other castles in the area and finding nobility and, you know, having yeah. them come out just for a couple questions, just for a few minutes. Uh, John, yeah. John, John, can we just hold on one second? Sorry to be al- oh, alarmist I'm here. I'm sorry. Do you... Sorry to be alarmist. Oh, there's an alarm going. There's sorry. a red light going I'm on. just getting some on? news. I'm getting some breaking news here, John. I want to interrupt. Ladies and gentlemen, this is live breaking news. Police suspect $1 million raid was an inside job. Oh, my God. Uh, Police suspect the theft of Mary Queen of Scots rosary beads from Arundel Castle was carried out with inside knowledge. 
the hunchback. The hunchback, that the, the hunchback the beads were did it. inside. Yeah. Um, the hunchback the pointed in- them to it. <laughs> sources say the intruders <laughs> appeared to know how to avoid security cameras and even disabled some of those covering key areas during the $1 million, I mean, pound raid. Okay, uh, so... I imagine it's sort of like the Flintstones inside the castle where it's like they don't... It's a castle. It's made of stone. They don't have cameras, actually. It's just birds, and they're just putting sheets over the birds so they don't squawk. <laughs> yeah, crows. Yeah, because crows, can, crows yeah. can remember faces. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> detectives believe the criminals must have conspired with somebody who has detailed information about the historic property. The, the burglars hunchback. may also yeah, have known sure. that the Duke of Norfolk... 64 and his family would be away from the castle in west sussex which has a history going back to 1067 what so the duke Um, of norfolk he did it i'm assuming he doesn't really live there yeah what is who is the duke of norfolk and they would be (laughs) away from the castle like how often are they at the castle where did he go did he he like (laughs) the the duke of norfolk is a guy a, a real dude uh, I think we looked at him. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture. I, of yeah, him. he would be my number one suspect. He like happened to be out of town. Uh, he yeah, because looks... he's got okay. He's got. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he looks like a member of the royal family. There's no yeah. There's no he's, denying he's a royal. He's hideous. <laughs> um, um, but, completely yeah. blank face. So he's got you know technically he quote unquote owns or has you know ownership of these uh, precious items, but he can't sell them. He can't do anything with them. They're historical property. Mm. So yeah, what does he do? He Plus sets up ta- castle taxes to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He sets up an inside job, sell it, whatever. Mary Queen of Scots gold rosary. We we blah, better. Blah, blah, we kind of yeah. want to forget. Yeah. You know, we want to mm-hmm. forget that grisly execution. We don't want to remember what the right, gold rosary right. spattered with blood. Yeah. It's so get not rid good of it. You make family. make a million pounds. It works out all around. I think we solved it. Yep. Um, so it's feared that the hall of treasures may have been stolen in order to uh, stolen to order for unscrupulous collectors or they could be lost forever if the thieves melt them down Arundel, yeah, or it's like normans normans besieged the castle and took the the treasures inside mm-hmm. that's either the duke of norfolk or it is like yeah an invading gallic army mm-hmm. uh Arundel is the latest in a string of castles and stately homes targeted thanks to the priceless treasures and relatively lax security birds yeah Only uh, one hunchback in, in 2018, a masked raider named the Night Watcher tied up the owners of Goodwood House <laughs> and forced them to open a safe full of antique jewelry. Damn, All the right. Night Watcher. This, okay, that's my suspect now, actually. The Night Watcher. My mind. Yeah. Um, there, a masked raider. <laughs> I can't believe that these, this is like, these are real things happening in 2021. Uh, the Earl of March was beaten in a terrifying ordeal at his ancestral seat near Chichester, West Sussex. The intruder escaped with valuables worth 700,000 pounds, including a ring King Charles II gave to a mistress who was an ancestor of the Earl. I have no clue what any of that shit means. And it this sounds is also weird. Very yeah. These people are getting up. like tied up and beaten like crazy. <laughs> I think that, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of loving this. These uh, these earls and dukes are getting tied up and Clobbered. slapped around. It's about time. And all their stuff <laughs> getting stolen. Yeah. yeah. In, in 2019, burglars stole valuables from an ex- exhibition at Sudley Castle, Gloucester, 
including a priceless Fabergé caviar box, gold snuff boxes, and an enamel uh, and an and an enamel and rose Cartier <laughs> gold fob watch. Sorry, that was difficult Damn. for me to say. Um, they were gifts from King Edward Seventh, I think that's V I I. Yeah, King Edward the Seventh. Yeah. Uh, to his mistress. Alice Keppel, great grandmother of the Duchess of Cornwall. Again, these are all like fake people. Um, Blenheim, don't know who the hell that is, or where, that's a city, I think, or a town in Ontario, uh, admitted its security arrangements need to be challenged. I'll do it. I'll be. I'll challenge your security if you want. Uh, after a gang used two vans in a smash and grab raid. Um, wow. And so <laughs> what we're yeah. seeing here is maybe nothing less than a kind of uh, a revolt of some kind. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's against a, the, it's uh, a slow the revolution. Nobility. A spontaneous yeah. and uncoordinated attack on the aristocracy of England. <laughs> Which yeah. about time, you know, like, come on. Do we need these people? They're all they're like they're they're all uh, related to each other. And, and they're, they, they're only listen. If your if your dad was in the Olympics, doesn't mean you're going to go to the Olympics too. That's what I'll just say. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's it's that, or it's like a uh, security firm that's like targeting the aristocratic like market. Yeah, that's because probably like even more are, the case. It's like these people live in castles. They used to have moats. Yeah. They used to have like archers up in the turrets mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you can just drive your car through the front gate and like just beat up a duke and just take whatever you want yeah, yeah. you can uh and you can find their kids <laughs> on a fall from grace you can find their kids on in- instagram and and send them messages being like ha, 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 your your gram your grandparents are related or stuff like that <laughs> um if you want just because i'm saying that uh edward fitzland howard 18th duke of norfolk has uh it seems here he has um five kids uh born in the 80s and 90s probably if you're a listener uh they could be your similar age uh yeah. their names are he has five kids and zero chins <laughs> yeah yeah i love that that's the best i like that joke john um thank you so yeah please if you would like you can find these people on instagram and contact <laughs> them and let them know how you feel about their titles lady rachel fitzland howard lord thomas lady isabel and lord philip uh, again, I'm a year can, older than Lord Thomas Fitzland Howard. Yeah, they're, you've they're heard it. Almost you've heard my it, folks. Age. We're specifically asking you to go and rob and target. beat up these people. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to take everything from them. This is targeted harassment of <laughs> these lords and ladies. Specifically, we've given the names. Yeah, we've given the names. You you can look up the addresses. You can find the castles. You can rent. Go to fly to England. Rent a car. Get the materials yeah. you need. Get the weapons. Yes. You know, yes. get a bag and maybe some duct tape and show up at and, the castle, burst in, and again, smash. do it on our behalf. Yeah, smash through the big wooden doors, come into the mm-hmm. kind of creaky old, like, damp castle and just start beating people <laughs> up. Yeah, it's up to you. You can do that with the information that is out there. Uh, so, yeah, um, that is great. It's very exciting that the royals are uh, being burgled. Um, after who knows thousands of years of getting away with uh i don't even want to talk about what they've been getting away with uh all right so that is oh before we get there john i know you wanted me to mention this yeah please anyone with information on the raid is being asked to call crime stoppers 
four four zero eight zero zero five 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 one 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 coming from north america uh that doesn't look like a phone number to me but um maybe it works but if you type those numbers in you will someone on the other line will know who the duke of norfolk is yeah in fact duke of norfolk may even answer it might actually be the duke of norfolk so that's uh <laughs> yeah that's the uh the heist of the week um and with some just uh, breaking news there that it seems like it could have been an inside job so again um find find out who did that we can do a little uh uh you know uh, crowdsourced uh yeah policing or whatever you call it. I'm going to change my mind one more time and actually it's the Duke of Norfolk himself because he somehow avoided getting clobbered hmm. which is a little suspicious. That's true. Yeah, so I want to see the bruises to prove your innocence. If uh, if you want to uh, let us know who you think did it, please send us a letter. Blue Man Group, P.O. Box 21249, Detroit, Michigan 48221 Alright gang, let's go to one of my favorite parts of the show, last week's numbers. So I just wow. logged into the dashboard. It's not looking. Let's check it out. It's not looking good. We had. I feel like I'm on very rough week. We had a Damn. very Whoa. rough week. I really feel like I'm on the deck of the Titanic right now. And I okay, well, let's rearrange these deck chairs, and we'll be able to figure yeah, something yeah, out. Do something. Okay, <laughs> that's a good yeah. idea. That's a great idea, Dev. Uh, listen. Uh, last seven days, downloads 126. That's not bad. That's that's good. I mean, we're we're at this is what episode 31, I believe. Um, or 30 yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, 31. Uh, you know, we we could be boosting that. We should be up in the upper 200s, I think, as a as a, mm-hmm. uh, a content creator, somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, yeah, as a 32 week year old podcast. Yeah, I have um, I have a theory. I have a theory. Actually, the numbers are down. Um, we can see the numbers are down. We can see uh, episode 30, uh, 94 first month listens. Episode 31, 107 first month listens. And then episode 32, the most recent episode, 61 first month listens so far. It hasn't been a month, so numbers are whatever. But I, I was reading the wrong numbers. But anyway, it's way down. And I no, have a no. theory as to why it's way down. I just Last week's episode... It was uh, not posted on time. That's true. uh, I think we may have (laughs) lost permanently a number of loyal listeners (laughs) because somebody didn't post the episode until probably Friday afternoon rather than Friday mornings. Um, Potentially. We don't know who did it. Potentially even Friday night. It could have. Potentially even Friday night. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you you were upset by what Mm. happened last time, you didn't... Yes. You know, you didn't get to it because it wasn't posted until like days later. Um, mm-hmm. We're so sorry. I can only assume you were upset. We can understand completely. We're very sorry. Yeah. Um, again, Please we don't back. know who was the one to post it. Listen, late, John. I know. There's who no it blame. Is and I'll, I'll talk to them. I'll have a word. I'll have. I've okay. got some things to say. Who? Who? I suspect it was an inside job. I, I also I suspect, suspect it was as well. <laughs> but uh, um, we're doing pretty well. I mean, previous 14 days, 291 plays. So that's that's yeah, not that's, nothing. No, exactly, Deb. That's that's a really good point. And mm-hmm. um, there may be some other external externalities that may affect these numbers, yeah. just because we're working on a different. Uh, let's just say externalities again, because that's all you need to it's know. It's also. 
To be fair, the last it was it's been four days. That's right. That's what I mean. Here's a little peek behind the curtain. That's what I mean. We do normally record on a different day. That's later in the week. That's true. We're currently looking right. at these numbers a little bit ahead that's, as well. That's what I was... Oh, that's, that's the, the other theory. That's yeah, the externality. That's the, yeah, that's okay. Let me say that makes me feel better. That is yeah. the externality. Plus, <laughs> plus, it's been really hot lately. It's the dog days of summer. You know, people are like going outside. Retired dog days. You know? yeah. But put oh, it on in your speakers that play music from under the water in your, in your pool. Yeah. Um, get your waterproof you know, speaker. Yes. Go to the beach. Play it yeah. for everyone on the beach. Make sure that it's as loud as possible. Maybe get an amp. A, yeah. a, a outside PA. A PV. Make sure it's going across the entire beach. Yep. Rasterize all new listeners. Mm-hmm. And rasterize the picture of us and put it big on a big, you know, <laughs> on piece a wall, of board. Yeah. And yeah. And if you don't know how to do that, get some stones and like spelling out SOS. Put the picture in stones on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah, uh, pixel by pixel. I'm just getting, yeah. I mean, our mailbox is just filled with uh, photos and pictures and stuff like that of our, of our listeners. And uh, we ju- I just got word that um, in Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina, there's going to be a large uh, street art uh, uh, rendition of our logo on the side of a building. Uh, when we get that, oh, uh, we'll, we'll be sharing those, those, those photos of that. Um, that's that's huge news for us in Buenos Aires. Thanks so much to our friends and listeners there. Listen, I want to say thank you uh, personally to um, our listeners in other places. Uh, I love that you are listening in other global places. I'm trying to look for the map. <laughs> okay, there we go. We're glad that you're extended the range of our GPS. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, we do have... Uh, yeah, we're getting some Argentinian listens. That is our uh, fifth most popular uh, place. Listen, our listeners in Austria, we love you. We love yeah. having listeners we in love Austria. Austria. We schnitzel, love Austria. Schnitzel. We love Austria, Schnitzel. Argentina. We love. What are the two things? Those. The United Kingdom. Have? We talk about your your crime all the time. Yeah, but it's yeah. not you. <laughs> it's the royalty. It's not. Yeah. It's not right. the people. No, it's not you. We, we love, love the people. Right. We love the people. Uh, South Africa, Poland, Australia, Germany. Love our listeners in Poland. Slovakia, Latvia just beat Canada in hockey, which is weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, we love our Latvian listeners. France, New Zealand, Portugal. Three listens in France. Presumably it's the uh, Belgian, Fran- the Franco-Belgian uh, mediators of the war that's been going on there. Listened as part of, like, research. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Virgin U.S. Virgin Islands. Two listen. That's that's interesting. Wow. Uh, that's interesting. Lithuania, Ireland, Mexico, Sweden. They're all coming in. All of these listens and are coming in. So let's let it breathe. Yeah. Let's let all this breathe. Yeah. We're going to let this episode breathe. Let's relax. Yeah. Let's take a. It's l- like a fine wine. It needs to decant a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you know these people. We put out such rich content that it's not possible for everyone to just consume it like crazy. I mean, yeah, it's a chocolate mousse. You have to sip it. You have to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to, you know, it's a taste here and there. And uh, from the bottom, the absolute bottom of my heart, I apologize to our, um, you know, avid listeners who wait tooth and nail for it to be released. In a timely manner, and I can—I'm not going to say promise. That's a big word, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it out there. We'll get that into your ears when we can, and, and we will find the culprit, and we will discipline him. And we will find him. the culprit. We will discipline him, 
And don't forget to find Young Royals on Instagram and send them messages. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Blue Men Group. Again, share it with your friends. Please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five and type in something funny. That actually does really, really help. Um, And we appreciate you so much. We love you very much. Devin, please say I love you to our listeners. I love you so much. Uh, John, please extend your love for the listeners. I love you. And listeners, I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.